I'm Chris, and this is the podcast where the episode order doesn't matter, but the facts do. And this week, you get to listen to me talk. Thank God. Which is exhausting. (laughs) It's a lot of work to take all the notes. I will will tell you that. I'm actually going to look up. I thought what you did last, well, it's two weeks weeks ago now, where you told the episode, like, which collection it was in, was really smart, and I should have done that, but I didn't. Oh, whatever the first week and so this one is from collection one episode 22 on netflix exciting and it's called cd intentions oh and so this episode it's gonna be sad and i'm gonna be real honest and but we're gonna have fun with it don't worry yeah i know okay (laughs) It's fine. So, have you noticed, I, I don't know if you noticed this, but I have, that every episode the narrator questions if the evidence is ever going to be enough to find the killer? Yeah, yes. Like, yep. <laughs> they, they always ask. <laughs> like, Just, it's called Forensic Files. Like, how am I supposed to know? Don't ask me a rhetorical question. Yeah, you let me know. I'm the viewer. Yes. Also, I need you to know, tell me whether or not you think psychics are real or fake. Oh, this is going to get real controversial. I hope there are no psychics listening to us. Um, (laughs) I'm going to go with no. I am also going to go with no, but in listening to this episode, I hope that you have a little room to rethink it a little bit. Okay. All right. Okay. I do think there's some weird shit going on here and there. So it makes me wonder a little bit, but... I I totally agree with you. I'm going to stay with my answer as no. I agree completely. All right. Okay, great. Jump in. All right, so we're going to open on the 4th of July. Ooh, festive. The the first opening shot looks like it's at a baseball field that's been poorly kept. (laughs) Great. (laughs) And we're in Lakewood, Washington. Okay. And it's all fun and games, old Navy t-shirts, you know. Yeah, the American, yeah, Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, yep. So, Rhonda Hevison, she has three daughters. I love that name. I do too. Her hair in one of her photos, just huge, (laughs) full, loud, proud. So much volume. Yes. (laughs) Hairspray, so much, half a can. Yes, half a can. (laughs) (laughs) But So, Rhonda has three daughters. Okay. Brittany, Ashley, and Cindy. Okay. And they are absolutely adorable. All three of them. Just super cute. Wonderful. How old are they? Uh, Do you know? Uh, uh, they're like okay. seven, nine, and I think the oh, other so one's like, like young younger. Kids. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And poor Cindy. Poor, poor Cindy. She's the one that we're going to lose. Oh, no. Is she the youngest? She's the oldest at oldest. nine. Okay. Well, still, that's very sad. Yes. And so they were in and out of the house all day doing chores of just normal things. And the plan was to go to the waterfront later that day for fireworks, okay? Mm-hmm. Cindy never came home at dinner time like she always did. So naturally, oh, Rhonda no. is out looking around and asking for her daughter. And as the fireworks are beginning in the episode is when Rhonda calls the sheriff's department. So she didn't come home. And in the 911, she said that, Cindy was supposed to be at a friend's house, but never made it there. 
prompting the sheriff's deputies to be out patrolling the streets. By morning, no phone calls and still no sign of her. A lot of things aren't going to add up. Okay, oh, everyone's great. stories are not going to add up. So we'll just... Of course they, they... Why would they? Yes, just keep that in mind as, as we go. So over 100 All volunteers right. helped in the search. Great. The police Love start that. to look at Cindy's parents. Because mm-hmm. if we learn anything when it comes to children being adopted, it's not usually a stranger. Right? That's true. That's true. If I've learned anything from criminal minds... It's the it's uncle that. or the neighbor or, you know... Yes, what I mean? the brother. But the dad had an a airtight alibi for the afternoon. And okay. so they're not together. The mom and dad aren't together. Oh, okay. And the investigators had an odd feeling about Rhonda and how vague she was during her 911 call. Rhonda! I know. You I know. sneaky bitch. Sneaky, sneaky. Now, let's talk about Detective Berg. Okay. This woman, she looks like a small and slight lady, <laughs> but I'll bet she can kick my ass so quick. Yes! And on the 911. Oh, yeah, I know. She's so cool. <laughs> On the 911 call, Rhonda couldn't even describe what Cindy was wearing to the operator, and Detective Berg didn't think that Rhonda was showing very much emotion about her daughter being missing. And that's always, like, the first question, isn't it? Like, you ask the parents what the children were wearing that day. Yeah, and normal. I mean, yeah. You'd think they'd be able to tell you. You're, like, five, seven, and nine-year-olds. Like, you should probably know what they're wearing. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's weird. And, and she wasn't showing emotion? Not nearly emotion. enough. So Rhonda was brought in <laughs> and questioned. <laughs> okay. From All 9 right. p.m. to 6 a.m. and denied oh, being wow. part of the abduction. Mm. But she failed her polygraph test. Did she now? She failed the question about knowing anything about Cindy's whereabouts. don't know what to do with that yeah so there was candlelight vigils and get this a five thousand dollar reward which turned up nothing okay and then two weeks later the police get a call from a member of Rhonda's church the church the woman had a dream <gasps> oh she's the psychic okay mm-hmm. this is where we're getting in okay yes all right and it was described as a sort of religious experience where she saw something in her mind. Um, I already hate this. Yep. <laughs> not to be that, not to be a bitch, but. Her vision it. was of a young girl in a field, either dead or asleep. <laughs> Those are two very different things, yeah. lady. <laughs> I'm going to get like a better uh, idea of what you saw. I know. This woman Head drew a horse. map to the body. A map. Oh, really? Which is a half is mile. Actually... Oh, yeah. No, she actually drew a real map. And it led to the actual Yes, a half mile child? from Cindy's home and was already searched oh. for volunteers. But then Barbara. Barbara. So, <laughs> Barbara Corey. She okay. tells us that these searchers were on their hands and knees and didn't find anything. Sadly, this time, when they went back again. They found Cindy's body under a water heater and wrapped in some carpet. Oh, my God. Really sad. Ew. What? And the police were in an odd spot with a mother failing a polygraph test and a psychic that led them to the body. Yeah, I have a question about this psychic. Did she do it? No. No, I'm going to tell you right now she didn't. She's got an alibi. I had a dream. Mm Mm-hmm. 
but like really she put it there and she i don't know you see i I thought the same thing the entire time i'm gonna tell you now no because we've got enough characters to to have to worry about okay all right (laughs) (laughs) continue carry on just put her put a pin in her okay Um, great it was extremely bizarre and something else to add on that her death was brutal it was not good she was sexually assaulted and extremely uh beaten and it was horrible that's terrible the community was stunned because that's not something that typically happened it'd be one thing there was a bunch of gang activity in the city so it was one thing for adults to have that happen to them typically like that doesn't happen to children right that's crazy she was found near an abandoned house in a large field and she was wrapped in four layers of thick shag carpet what that's a lot of carpet it's a lot. Like, I feel like you could have gone with just one. Yeah. I don't think you would have needed whatever. No, four layers. I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. No. Berg then tells us that this area was known to be the biggest area of gang activity with 64 sex offenders as well. Ooh. Oh, God. Yes. Before the police could interview the suspects, they needed to know when she was murdered, which led them to look at an insect activity on the body, which then led them to Dr. Groff. Okay. Dr. Groff. And Dr. Groff was wondering if the carpet hindered insect activity. Okay. You know, like as a barrier. So how long before the insects could actually get there? Okay. So he did a pretty interesting experiment where he took a dead animal and then wrapped it in carpet and then put it outside. Okay. And... We love science. Oh, yeah. We love it. In this sequence, (laughs) though, we see him moving through, like, different terrain. Mm -hmm. Like, where he's wandering, like these weird meadows and things and it's like (laughs) where is he going (laughs) where is your destination yeah and obviously he's going to the like he's going to the dead animal body like wrapped in carpet but still like that doesn't exist anymore so they just took like weird shots of him wandering the woods they're trying to be artsy they gotta get the they gotta get the shot the perfect shot and so what they learn was that the carpet prevented insects from getting to the body for an entire day. Okay. Which shows that she was murdered on or around July 4th, the day she went missing. Okay. The police then interviewed all the sex offenders for the whereabouts on July 4th, and every single one of them had an alibi. I hear your dog. Oh, gotta love her. <laughs> I have a question yes. I forgot to ask. When was she found? She was found two weeks after for the 4th of oh, July. Oh, wow. That's a long time. Okay. Yes. So she'd been there, like, a, quite a bit of time, so that's why they were wondering when she had, like, passed away. Like, if they would have okay. found her, like, on the 4th or the 5th, it would have been easier, but... Right. And so... Crazy. All right. Everyone had alibis. Now, you remember the second sister, Ashley? She's the middle one. Um, yes. I do remember Ashley. She was seven at the time and provided a very important clue that Cindy was going to this guy named Raz's house... Raz. Yes. That was older and lived down the street. Older as in like he's also a child or oh, like he's an adult. This Raz was Guy Rasmussen, a 30-year-old mu- musician. No. Uh, Ashley had 30? gone with Oh yeah, no, terrible. Oh, what a creep. Ashley had gone with her sister a few times to a few times to Raz's house. <laughs> what? And she went to play with his dog in his drum set in the garage. No. Uh, never go to Raz's house to play with a dog. No. Bad idea. 
Detective Don't Burns. Don't trust anyone named Raz, first of all. That's my thing. And let me tell you, this man, the pictures of him, he looked terrifying. Oh, no. Absolutely terrifying. Children are so innocent and adorable, and they just don't, they don't know. They don't know. They just don't know. So sad. Oh, no. Okay. I can't. Yeah, I know. So Detective Berg tells us that he stood out in the neighborhood. He was a hippie. (laughs) Aren't they all? With tie-dye shirts, and he seemed out of his time zone, is what she said. That's exactly how I pictured this Raz. Yep. It's like, he's definitely, like, the Yellow Springs type. Long, brown hair, curly, wears tie-dye. <laughs> when you good. said he was a musician, I was like, yep. Yep. <laughs> the image is in my head. Now, Rhonda, she thought okay. that Raz was the children's age. That which, would make sense. Yes. But also, shouldn't you meet your children's friends? Probably. Especially if his name is Raz. Yeah. Oh my god. As Rhonda found out that he wasn't the age of the children, she put a stop to them going over. Okay. And then, so like, let's look at Raz for the day of the 4th. And he said that he didn't see Cindy on the 4th, and he said he had an alibi. And he stated at 4.15 he was picked up by a friend at the store, and then went to a rock festival in Thurston County. Now, payphone records did confirm the call was at 4.15. Okay. Rhonda said she last saw Cindy at 4.30. Okay. So that means that his alibi would make sense. All right. Rasmussen also failed the polygraph test. Interesting. And leading Berg to say that it was an extremely frustrating case for everyone involved in Rasmussen's trash... The police found a torn drawing of his dog, which was given to him by Cindy a few weeks earlier. What? And how weird to tear up that drawing, especially after he knew that she was missing. Yeah, that's shady. I don't like this Raz character. He's not great. No. I'm going to need more information on this man. And a new suspect emerged. Oh, another one? Mm-hmm. Is it the psychic, finally? No. I'm kidding. Rhonda's boyfriend. <gasps> Chris Doyle. Chris, all right. Barbara Corey tells us that he had a, histor- a history of domestic violence and hit Rhonda, but it was unclear if he abused the children, but he had a temper. Shocking. During interrogation, he admitted to throwing Cindy off the porch. What? Who does that? And, like, the audacity to deny any involvement in the murder, like, and you told the police that you threw her off the porch, like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Like, so many questions. What is happening? The police also questioned a psychic who led them to Cindy's body. Okay. Actually, let's go back for a second. (laughs) Chris Doyle did pass his polygraph test. Well, I don't believe him. Well, and typically, we don't believe polygraph tests anyway. Yeah, they're not, like, admissible in court or anything, right? No, they're not super helpful or anything. Yeah. But, so, we go to the psychic, and the psychic did have an alibi, and she was eliminated as a suspect. Okay. So, which led the focus back to Rasmussen. With the background checked, it revealed that he served six years in prison for raping a teenager and assaulting a 10-year-old. Raz did? Yeah. 
Gross. He was also a suspect in two, I said it, two previous murders. But what? wasn't charged due to lack of evidence. I... I don't even know what to do with all of this. He failed both polygraphs in both homicide investigations. Wow. Shocking. Stories started not to add up. Okay. Rasmussen made the call at 4.15, but Rhonda in the 911 call said that she last saw Cindy at 3. Remember? Yeah. Just a little bit ago, Rhonda said that she saw Cindy at At 4.30. 4.30, yeah. So what is that about? Yeah. Which is a whole hour and a half before... She said in, in her interview, and Barbara tells us that Rhonda had just no sense of what was going on in that day, obviously. Yeah, she's a little all over the place. And Rhonda said it was a simple mistake, but I just don't know. How do you mistake that much? That's a big time difference. Yeah, especially when your child's missing. It'd be different if it was like 4 and 4.30, but it's like a whole hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, God, it's just... I I hope that I would notice. Yeah. I think you would. You're very observant. Thank you. But <laughs> you're 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 no Rhonda. I'm no Rhonda. You're right. <laughs> so, uh, with this new information, the police searched Rasmussen's home and confiscated his clothing on the 4th. Okay. Like the clothing from the 4th. This obviously was weeks later, gotcha. but Gotcha. Okay. He was keeping his unwashed clothes in a bathtub in the home. Like, all of them or just the ones from the 4th? Oh, all of them. Okay. Why, though? What are you... There was, what's the plan there? there? Are you going to throw them in the wash at any point? Or are you just going to leave them? I don't know. I don't even this think sounds, you had a washer. This sounds remarkably like my sister handling her laundry. <laughs> <laughs> she just it's leaves just it in itself. one spot for months, and then, like, they never just make it to the washer. My thing is, did he bathe himself? Yeah, where do you shower if not, if all your clothes are there? That's my question. I'd like to know. He probably doesn't. He sounds like he wouldn't. Nope. All right, we can stop judging this man's habits and just move on to the murderer. (sighs) God. Okay, now a large interest was played in the tiny bits of plant material on his shoes and socks. Okay. So we're going to call in a forensic botanist. (laughs) I love that. I want that job. I know. By Dr. Lee. Oh, yeah. Her name is Dr. Lee Ray Dennis Johnston. Okay. What a name. I literally have that written in my notes. So (laughs) many names going on. I love it. Her first job was to see if the plant material was the same as the crime scene, which makes sense. Yes, I love it. There was more than a dozen plant species identified on his clothing. Not only were they the same species as those found in the crime scene, but they were also the same age of development. Okay. So, leading to one conclusion, he was there because the plants said so. I love... The plants don't lie. No. Pull him to the stand. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, Rasmussen continued to maintain his innocence on a radio interview, stating that he would only met Cindy once. I... I'm sorry. He's doing radio interviews now? Yeah. Who let this man on a radio? (laughs) Step that up. I... What? His assistant was like, yeah, rat, let's get that guy on here. What producer was like, absolutely, that's who we need. Yeah. If we don't have him, then what are we doing? Yeah. God, what? I 
hate I don't that. understand. According to Ashley, he had even given Cindy a stuffed animal. And so you know when, if I've watched enough Criminal Minds, we know for a fact that, like, molesters give gifts to children. Yeah. They, like, groom, yeah, grooming yeah, they them. groom them. Right. And he had started doing that, and he had given both the girls a stuffed animal. Gross. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable, and I don't like it. Yeah. There was a stain on his shirt from the 4th. Was there now? Yes. And it was a stain of human blood. The DNA test found not one, but two genetic profiles on the shirt. Okay. The blood was from Cindy Allinger. Okay. But there was semen from Rasmussen. Stop. Yes. So he, like, totally did it. Oh, yeah. There was a mixed stain, and it was DNA positive that he had committed the crime. Oh, no. That's so sad. God, I know. When they arrested him, he was on stage at a local club performing. I love that they did it while he was performing. They just, like, make this as dramatic as possible. God, Wait till he's on stage with his guitar. The reenactments were just so, like, so much fun <laughs> when they, like, charged in there. <laughs> FBI! <laughs> Don't move. Agent Morgan's like, drop your guitar! <laughs> drop it now. Oh, God. Uh, I love it. Do you want to know why he wasn't on the sex offender list? I do. I have a lot of questions. His conviction came before the law went into effect. I want to punch this man in the face. I I also would love to punch this man in the face. (laughs) What an asshole. His lawyers were, in the end, unable to sway the jury, and he was convicted on first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison without parole. Good. Good. You deserve it, buddy. Now, there was one thing that was not able to explain at all, and it was the psychic. (laughs) Yeah. It was the only thing they couldn't explain. And I wonder... My, My thing is, there's a couple things that don't add up. One of them is the mom's changing story continuously. And I feel like she had to, like, have been on drugs or something. She was not well. No, she was not well. She was not paying nearly enough attention. Now that I know she's in the clear, um, (laughs) and she didn't commit the crime, I guess, like, people um, deal with grief in different ways, and maybe she was handling it in a very poor way. I I also think I, I, I need to give her the benefit of the doubt because she was an abused woman. Yeah, and her child just went missing and she doesn't know where she is. And yes. maybe, I don't know, maybe her getting an hour and a half time difference wrong was not, like, as big of a deal as it. What's interesting is, like, we never meet the other sister. We only ever meet, like, Ashley. The girl that said they were hanging out with Raz. Yes, we never meet Brittany. Okay. Which is interesting. So Brittany was just like in her own world. She's like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I think she may have been too young. Yeah, probably. But it just it was just interesting to me that we never met like the younger sister. I mean, they were all very young to begin with. Even like Ashley, how old was she? Like seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. So like the fact she was able to say like, oh, I mean, seven's young. Yeah, seven so, is young. I don't know. This is if also she's a not very the youngest, short episode. Then. I was just thinking about it. Yeah, you went through that pretty quick. Yeah, it was a pretty short episode itself. There wasn't a whole lot of craziness. There wasn't a lot of back and forth. It was mainly like, 
they they figured it they they figured it out a lot easier than the other ones. You know, I I think the last yeah. case that you did that involved the the staircase, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that one had a lot to go over because they had to. Yeah, there was a lot more to try and figure out, and the trial took a lot. Yeah, because he didn't get convicted the first time, right? Um, right. I think I'm trying to remember. I think he wasn't convicted the first time, but yeah, this I don't one think so. it was pretty like cut and dry. Like once they figured out like the DNA in the semen was his, like the blood in the semen was was yeah. from the two of them. It made sense. I don't know. Well, that's good that it didn't get dragged out. Yeah, super and long because that would be terrible. There was just this really sad part at the end where like the mom and Ashley were at the the grave site, and it just it was just really upsetting. You know? That's super sad. And it's always sad wow. with these kids. Yeah. Also, it took me until today to figure out that seedy intentions, <laughs> seed as in plant. Yeah. It just. The botanist. Things started <laughs> to connect and it just took me a second. I don't know what it was. It's like, but... I don't know if you've watched on HBO, um, the case against Adnan Sayed. I, I've heard about true kind of obsessed talking about it a lot but so good you should definitely watch it but there's like also a part in the documentary where they look at like um grass and they examine grass that was like under a car that had been left and they're like would the grass be growing like that if the car had been left there for like it was just it was it was so interesting and like that would wouldn't sound very interesting but it totally is and you need to watch it oh yeah (laughs) I, i have to watch it all right, yeah. so uh, we had to go back to the question I asked you at the beginning of the, the podcast. Okay. Do you think that psychics are real? I don't know. I'm very conflicted. Normally, I would say no, but, like, how do you draw a map to the body? That's what I want to know. Unless she, like, I don't know. How good were these dreams? Because <laughs> if you were, like, the only thing I'm thinking of is, like, how would you draw a map, but, like, Maybe she saw it out there when she was just, like, wandering. But then it's like, wouldn't you just call the police? Yeah. Why do you have to, like, make a show of it? Yeah, there, there had to have been something. Maybe she was afraid she would be connected to the crime or something. Yeah. Also, how That's did they miss the body weird. the first time? Yeah. It was under a, like, what a water heater. A water heater? Wrapped in carpet. And I feel like if you've if you're searching for a body you would, like, open things up. Yeah, like, that's freaking weird. I don't know, just weird. I don't know, that's shady. But they were saying, I, a lot of the stuff that I cut out of, like, my notes for the end of this episode was mainly because they were giving a lot of speculation. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think that speculation was necessary for this episode, but they were talking that he would have been able to lure her to this that abandoned house in the idea that he was going to buy it and fix it up and he wanted to show it to her. And that's, like, he got the carpet Yeah, out the that makes sense. She yeah. probably would have gone. She's and, seven years old. Yeah. Or nine, nine. I don't remember. She was yeah. nine. It's an impression still. age still. But, like, yeah. that, he got the carpet out of the house. I think that it doesn't matter how he got her there. He was going to get her there yeah. anyway. Right. And it just is terribly sad. But... Mm-hmm. I guess it happens a lot, and I'm just Which glad they were able to find somebody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad it was just real quick. You're like, all right, this guy. All right. Well, is there anything else that you want to want to talk about? I don't think so. That was really good. Good well, job. Thank you. That was a good one. 
I fixed the Twitter. Oh, good. <laughs> um, the Twitter handle. It's WTFFpod1. Okay, great. It's That's a lot simpler. Yeah, I A lot simpler. And Instagram is WTFFpodcast. Which so is go follow it. Also super easy. Yeah. We know what we're doing here. Yeah, we're t- we're trying. <laughs> we are. I don't know if we know what we're doing, but we're doing it. We're we're doing it. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, well, good job. Thank you. I think I we're can't done. wait to uh, dazzle you with a story next week. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish everyone could see those little dabs you just did. Oh, you know. I wish that this was also a YouTube show, but I'm glad that it isn't. <laughs> no, I do not look well enough to be on YouTube right now. No, no, I, I, I'm not a beauty guru, so it just no. it would not be as easy. I've, I haven't brushed my hair today, so that's no. not a Who great has? start. I showered. Oh, well, that's better than what I have done. Yeah. And I ate food, so I feel very oh, productive. I also ate food, so good job, everyone. All Eat right. breakfast. It's the most important meal <laughs> Drink today. water. Hydrate till you dehydrate. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye.